to give you all just a word of what's um, a word of comfort, amen, and certainly we know what's happening today. Uh, I want you all to know that there's nothing that happened that God don't allow. Uh, there's nothing that happened that God does not allow. The Bible says the mystery of iniquity, amen, and certainly so much evil is going on, it will perplex you. Uh, it's a mystery of iniquity. Uh, doth already work, but only he that letteth will let. So God then uh, is speaking, and I want to remind you, uh, we talked about in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 26th verse, and I have it here. I'm just going to read you uh, a portion of it. We have gone over the scripture before. It says, whose voice who shook the earth, but now have promised, saying, yet once more I shake not earth only, but heaven, also heaven. And this word yet once more signifying the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made. And certainly uh, God is speaking. He's shaking the heaven. He promised, uh, don't, don't ignore him who that came and, and spoke to uh, us on earth. But now, uh, he's now speaking and, and calling, talking, and he's shaking both heaven and earth. That those things, I'm going to read this, the removing of those things that are shaken as of the things that are made. So we certainly see our financial markets have been shaken. Amen. Our major institutions have been shaken. Our major universities have been shaken. Our sports have been shaken. Amen. God is speaking. And what is he doing it for? That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands assured. Now, we have been talking about noisome pestilence and uh, things that are going to happen in the last day. And I want you all to know that, um, you know, we also read that God causes grief. Now, I'm not going to say God caused this virus. I know he has the power to stop it. So he has allowed it to continue. And each and every one of us ought to be saying, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, look what he said. He said, I'm shaking both the heaven and the earth. Amen. <clears throat> And I want you all to look what he said here in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. He said, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind. I don't want you to be shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. My God, although I'm shaking both the heaven and the earth, amen, we are part of that unshakable kingdom. Let me read it to you again. He said, listen, uh, that you... Be not soon shaken in mind. 
uh, anybody's mind all messed up. Amen. Uh, don't be troubled. You know somebody. Uh, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. What is that day of Christ? The coming of the Lord. His judgment, his wrath being poured out upon this earth. And that's why we're reading Revelation, because God is showing us the things to come. Amen. Now, I have received the ominous, uh, I guess, uh, information that we have received from the CDC and uh, Dr. Fauci and those infectious diseases. Uh, specialists and epidemiologists uh, that's letting us know this thing is going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Amen. But I don't want any one of the children of God, amen, to lose our mind, to uh, be in a state of fear, panic, uh, fall into unbelief. Amen. God knows what he's doing. He said he will not place anything upon us that we cannot bear. Amen. So I want you to take your confidence in him and in his word. Let's stand on the word of God. Let's believe in God. This thing uh, is real. Um, certainly, uh, we need to take the advice of uh, the CDC, of the Washington County Health Department, shelter in place, amen. Uh, don't have that much exposure to individuals because this thing, this virus, uh, when you think about it, it can't survive on its own. It has to have a host. It has to get connected to something. If you don't get connected to something live, it dies. So if we uh, separate ourselves, not only do you protect your life, you protect the lives of those that are on the front lines, the doctors, the nurses, the techs, Amen. Those essential workers, uh, because we want to flatten the curve. So take the advice, shelter in place, take this thing serious. Amen. And certainly, uh, as I say, I don't know if it's God sent, but I know God knows how to stop and when to stop it. And he's allowed it to go on. So our prayer is, Lord, not my will, thy will be done. I was talking on the prayer line yesterday, and I was talking and encouraging the saints, and I said, listen, don't be praying no wasted prayers. And uh, I know somebody probably said, what does he mean, wasted prayers? Uh, a wasted prayer is when you pray against the will of God. He tells us that earthquakes are going to come in diverse places and wars and rumors of wars and pestilence in the land. Amen. He tells us that these things are going to happen. So don't waste your prayer telling God uh, not to do your will. Well, he's already told us he's going to do. All right. Pray, Lord, whatever you're doing and whatever you got to do, just hide me. Keep me in your care. Cover me. He said, in the time of trouble, I'll hide you in my pavilion. Amen. God has a place, a hiding place for each and every one of us. Amen. And we have to hide and our lives are hid in him. So be encouraged. Amen. Let's make sure, saints of God, that we savor the things of God. You remember when Jesus told Peter that he was going to go and he was going to be crucified. 
Amen. Uh, and Peter began to uh, rebuke and say, no, Jesus, this is not going to happen to you. But Jesus turned around and rebuked that spirit uh, in Peter. He said, thou savorest not the things of God, but the things of man. Uh, Peter, that's what you want to have. I'm telling you my will. Amen. Uh, and uh, we want God's will to be done. Amen. So let us savor the things of God and not the things of man. Amen. And I also want to remind you, uh, Jesus gave the word to Moses. Amen. That he was going to send the death angel through. Amen. And when he um, told Moses to tell the people, I want you to kill the lamb and I want you to take a bunch of hyssop, uh, put that blood in a basin. Uh, take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood, uh, strike it above the lintel and the doorposts of the home. Go in and shut the door. Quarantine. Go in and shut the door. Amen. That was the instruction gave way back then. My God, because Pharaoh's been trying to kill this church since the beginning. He tried to kill Moses. He tried to kill Jesus. Amen. And if the devil was was ever prosperous or could be prosperous in stopping God's church, we wouldn't even be here right now. So quarantine is not nothing new for us. Amen. Let us stay in the will of God. Follow the instructions of the Lord. Amen. We certainly know that we are in uh, the secret place. Amen. We're in the secret place and we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. All right, let us get back to our thought in Revelation. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen, what's going on, what in the world is going on. And I thought it was very good uh, that we are in Revelation now because it is revealing that's Christ being unveiled. Everybody don't know who Jesus is and also his plan uh, for the end of the world. And we have this writing here uh, by John, uh, who was on the island of Patmos, and he writes it in apocalyptic, apocalyptic language uh, that deals with the end of the world and human uh, mankind as we know. Amen. And certainly, uh, a lot of folk want to know well, what's going on and what's going to happen. Well, guess what? It's going to happen just like Jesus said it's going to happen. Amen. And if you want to know, read it in the word. If you want to see it being uh, unveiled or unleashed, look at the news. Everything that's in this Bible, it is coming to pass. Some of the things that we read in here, we're surprised at the way how God brings it about. But it shall come to pass. Now, I want to encourage you, somebody here. And there's some prophecy that I want to start with before we go back to Revelation. <clears throat> and we ended up in Revelation, the fourth chapter. They were worshiping God in heaven. We had the glorified church worshiping God in heaven. Revelation, the fourth, chap fourth chapter. Now, uh, one of the good things about um, <clears throat> uh, our services now being on YouTube and being on Facebook, you can go back if you missed anything go back and uh, follow with the part two 
and then you can come to part three and catch yourself up. I don't have to do a lot of repeating and we can get right into the word. All right. Um, <clears throat> but before we go into Revelation, I want to invite your attention to a bit of prophecy uh, that's in the 91st number of Psalm. The Bible said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, those things that are trying to hunt. And matter of fact, you know, as I say, the devil's been after the church. Uh, since the beginning of the church age, but he hasn't been successful uh, so far because God has delivered us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. And that's what we have going on right now. Noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt uh, thou trust and his Truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Amen. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, the, the danger that exists in the world, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, the things that you can't see, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. All right, and this is the prophecy that I want us to get to. It says, A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, Amen. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Amen. In each and every one of us. This is a prophecy. And I want to uh, talk a little bit about prophecy. It has a present truth and a future truth. Now, I've called the scripture, uh, as you remember, because when in um, uh, the first three chapters of Revelation deals with the 200, the 2000 year span of the church. Uh, when John was writing to the seven churches, the seven dispensations, that was the first three chapters. Now four and five, we're dealing with the rapture of the church. Amen. And I call this scripture because not only uh, does this scripture pertain to us because the church is not going through the tribulation. Amen. The church is not going through the tribulation. Amen. Those that are overcomers. Amen. Those that have walked up right before God. Amen. Kept his word and kept his commandment. We're not going through the tribulation. And this is a word of prophecy. Uh, he said, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes will thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. When we get into uh, Revelation chapter 6 and we begin to open up the seals, uh, the one that spoke with uh, John said, come and see. As each one of those seals are being unleashed, amen, and the wrath of God is being poured out, 
God, uh, the angel is talking to John and says, come and see. And what is John? John is showing us what we're going to see when we're raptured out of this world. Only with our eyes. All right. Now, this prophecy, it has a present truth and a future truth. All right. So if God didn't protect us here, we'd never make it to the rapture. So it has a present truth and it has a future truth. Amen. So when God tells John to come up hither, amen, come on up, amen, he's taking his church out, amen, and each and every one of us, that ought to be good news because uh, we now know that the church, if you didn't know before, is not going to go through the rapture, but we will see. We will see, amen, what's going on on this earth. And I don't know about you, uh, but that makes me feel good. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Let's go back to Revelation. Revelation, the fourth chapter. And we ended up there beginning uh, the whole um, glorified church worshiping God. Amen. And we're going to begin in verse 7, <clears throat> and we'll read down through 11. This is the only bit of uh, recapping that we'll do. It says, And the first beast was like a lion, the second beast was like a calf, and the first beast, third beast, had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts each had of them six wings about them, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth how long? Forever and ever. The four and twenty elders fell down before him uh, that sat upon the throne and worshipped him. And they lived what? Forever and ever. And what did they do? They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things for Thy pleasure that are and were created. Amen. So <clears throat> we have already determined uh, that these four beasts each are a portion of the church. Bible talks about they had uh, four beasts. It was four beasts that had eyes front and back all around. Amen. And certainly we went to that scripture that said the eyes of the Lord are in every place. Beholding both the evil and the good. God has eyes everywhere. Amen. So those each of those four beasts, they represent a portion of the church. All right. We have the elders that are praising God. Amen. And uh, the Bible says, <clears throat> and they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure, 
that are and were created. First of all, I want you to take note that those crowns, we sing that song, I shall wear a crown. No, we're not going to wear a crown. The saints will have symbolic crowns, uh, but those uh, 24 elders, 12 patriarchs of the old church, 12 apostles of the new church, they shall wear a crown, but they're not going to think much of them because we're going to get to the point where they're going to throw them down at the feet of Jesus because he is worthy. He's the only one that's worthy to be crowned. Amen. All right. The Bible says to him that was, is, and to come. Jesus said, there's nobody before me. There's nobody coming after me. And beside me, there is no savior. That's found in Isaiah. <clears throat> there's nobody before me. There's nobody behind me, and beside me there is no Savior. You can worship it, you can bow down to it, you can idolize it, but it can't save you. And you have so many people today that are worshiping, idolizing things that cannot save them. Amen? And certainly when we look at the church, this is the glorified church, they are worshiping God. Amen. And each and every one of us, we better learn how to worship him down here. Amen. Because you're going to be uh, mighty unhappy uh, if you didn't learn how to worship him here, because that's what's going to be happening in heaven. And that's what we're witnessing uh, right now. And the last thing that I want to, well, maybe not the last thing, that point that I want to make before we move on. Uh, another point that I want to make is uh, that last scripture that says, uh, for thou hast created all things for thy pleasure, amen, that are and were made. The world was created, and this is where I want to help somebody. Um, you know, people say, well, the world is my oyster. You know, people uh, that have uh, maybe... Uh, come into some money and uh, have this yacht, they have a plane or this, all of this, and they think that the world is created for their pleasure. And many times we uh, get envious of the world because we think that the world was created for our pleasure. No, <clears throat> the world was created for God's pleasure. And uh, there are a lot of things that I have not seen. I have not been to the um, Rocky Mountains. I have the, the um, I've been to some of the uh, Niagara Falls, and I haven't been to Bellagraph Gardens down in in uh, Alabama. Uh, I may not ever see the great ruins of ancient Rome. Amen. I would be pretty miserable if the world was created for my pleasure. The world was created for God's pleasure. Amen. And we find our pleasure in him because in the presence of the Lord is what? The fullness of joy and at his right hand are what? Pleasures forevermore. The world was created for his pleasure. Amen. And we get our pleasure in him. All right. We have here uh, symbolic language. Uh, it's apocalyptic language that was written. This, this portion uh, many portions of Revelation is also written by uh, Isaiah, um, I'm sorry, Ezekiel and Isaiah. And I want you all to um, uh, note that when um, Ezekiel saw these four beasts, he saw them with 
four wings. Uh, but when Isaiah saw them, and we find that in Isaiah 6, 1 through 3, uh, Isaiah saw them with six wings, and he said, with twain, they did fly. So Ezekiel saw the church on earth. Uh, Isaiah saw the church in heaven. Amen. And certainly uh, that does not mean that we're going to take wings and fly, but uh, Isaiah was giving and using some language that we could understand. And we certainly uh, believe that it's the Holy Ghost that's going to give us a power. Amen. For the Lord shall ascend from heaven with a shout in the voice of an archangel and the trump of God. Amen. And we that are alive and remain shall be what? Called up. All right. We're going to have to have power. And I believe it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to allow us to meet God in the air. Amen. <clears throat> All right. We're going to go to Revelation, the fifth chapter now. Revelation, the fifth chapter. Now, remember, John is showing us what's happening after the church is raptured out, taken out of the world, amen? And he's showing us what we're gonna see for ourselves, amen, up in heaven, all right? So John, he's, he, he now is looking at one that's sitting on the throne. He said, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, it was a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. Amen. So he's saying, I, I saw in the right hand of him, and who was that? We've already established that is Jesus. There's only one throne and only one that sits on the throne. Amen. So what is he? Father in creation, son in redemption, and he's the Holy Ghost in us. Uh, there's only one. There's only one. Amen. All of these three are one. All right. So I saw him that sat upon the throne and he had a book. Amen. And the book was written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. So the book was written within. All right. And on the backside were seven seals sealing the book. Amen. The book is sealed with seven seals. And I want you all to know uh, that's the condition of the world today. And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about revelation, Jesus being revealed. Everybody don't know who Jesus is. They don't know his word. Amen. And I want to remind you in Luke 24 and 45. Luke 24 and 45, he did a very important thing for his apostles. That he needs to do for each and every one of us. Luke 24 and 45 says, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Everybody don't understand the scriptures of God. It's like a book sealed. And as a matter of fact, Daniel said it. Um, we need to have our understanding opened up. Daniel said it in the 12th chapter. 
We certainly know that this book was the, the vision that was given to Daniel. It was the book that was supposed to be sealed until the end. Look what he says. Uh, Daniel, the 12th chapter and the fourth verse. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even until the time of the end. And many shall run to and fro. What are they looking for? They're looking for the word. They're looking for truth. Now remember this, that there's going to be a famine, not for bread and water, but for the truth, the word of God. Amen. So he told Daniel the prophecy that he received, seal it. It's not for now. Seal it up. Amen. Until the time of the end. Amen. And each and every one of us. Um, the word to the world is sealed and it's only by revelation alright remember when Jesus asked who do men say that I am they had all kinds of responses well, some say you're uh, uh, Elijah some say you're one of the prophets of old uh, but then Jesus said who do you say that I am and what did Simon Peter say thou art to Christ the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you, Peter. All right. But this was a revelation that only comes from God. So when you're reading the word, ask God to open up your understanding that you might understand the scriptures. Look at Isaiah 29. Isaiah 29, just to talk about this sealed book one more, a little bit more. Get an understanding. Uh, the book has become as one sealed. Uh, Isaiah 29, and those individuals that have fallen in a deep sleep and have closed their eyes. Look, he says, um, Isaiah 29, 11 uh, through 13, and the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, amen, which men deliver to one, that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he said, I cannot, for it is sealed. All right? And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he said, I am not learned. Wherefore the Lord says, For as much as this people that draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips, they do honor me, but they have removed their hearts far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. His word has become as a book that is sealed. Give it to somebody that has an education. I can't read it. I don't know it. Give it to somebody that don't have an education. I can't read it. Uh, the book is, uh, I'm unlearned. I'm the educated man says, sealed. I can't read it. And the uneducated man says, uh, you know, I'm unlearned. I can't read it. Amen. So it is so important, it's so important that we ask God for revelation that we might know and be able to interpret his word because every word must be rightly divided. All right, back to Revelation 2 through 4, 5, 2 through 4, Revelation 5, 2 through 4. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book, to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, 
neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereupon. And I, John, wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither look thereupon. My God. And so we see here, John uh, is in much distress uh, because he finds no one that's worthy to look, to open the book that it might be revealed uh, what's going to happen. All right. He said, I heard a strong angel. He was proclaiming with a loud voice, who's worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. They said they found no man in heaven, no man in earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereupon. And he began to weep. No man that had been yet caught up into heaven, uh, no man that was upon the earth, and no man that was under the earth, a man that was dead, uh, was worthy, a man, to open and read. You know, the Bible said to even look, much less read what was in the book. Amen. And I want to encourage each and every one of you as we go on, uh, because... They looked in heaven, they looked on earth, they looked to those that had already died, but they didn't look on the throne, all right? They had to look on the throne, amen? It's much like the world today is looking for love in all the wrong places, but they won't look to Jesus. Amen. He is the one that sits upon the throne. And if you want to find true happiness, you want to find true love, peace, you must look unto him. All right, let's go to five. Revelation five and five. And one of the elders said unto me, thank God for great leadership. Uh, those men of Issachar that understood the times. Amen. We need those men of Issachar today that understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do. One of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Who is that? Jesus. The root of David. Who is that? Jesus. Hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Amen. All right, behold, there is one. Who is he, the Lion of Judah? The Lion symbolizes his authority and his power. Amen. He is the root of David. Amen. And each and every one of us, we need to know uh, what God couldn't do through David, he did through his son, Solomon. And what he couldn't do through Solomon, he's going to do through Jesus. Amen. And I often say, and I believe this is what Jesus is doing. He's going to do it through us, the body of Christ. Amen. We are his body. He was the one, uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of Jesse. Amen. Jesus is his name. And this was the lamb that was slain even before the foundation of the world Amen. When they looked on the throne, he was the only one that was worthy to open the book. Amen. All right. Uh, let's go to six and seven. Revelation five, six and seven. 
And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. I wonder who that is. The lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. It stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns. Amen. Representing power and strength. Amen. Uh, and seven eyes. The Spirit of God in each dispensation. We covered that. Which are the seven spirits of God. We said God doesn't have seven spirits. He only have one spirit. Uh, that was uh, the Spirit of God in each dispensation of the church. All right. The Spirit of God set forth unto all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Wow. Okay. Uh, when we look at this, we have to understand, and uh, we have already said now Jesus is the Father, Jesus is the Son, Jesus is the Holy Ghost. All of these three are one. And when we look at this particular scripture, it sounds like it's two because there was one that sat on the throne and then the lamb came and took the book out of his right hand. Sounds like two. No, it's just one because he's in a different position now. All right. So as uh, the one that sits on the throne, he's he's sitting on the throne. And as the lamb, he comes and takes the book out of the right hand of him that's sitting on the throne, but it's just Jesus all by himself. Jesus is all there will ever be of God and all that ever will be, amen? He is the only one that is in the Godhead. He's father in creation, amen? He is uh, the Son in redemption, and He is the Holy Ghost in us. So, uh, as the Father, He sits on the throne. As the Lamb, He comes and takes uh, the book out of His right hand and to open it. Amen. And now He's in a different position. Now, I want you all to um, go with me to John, the fifth chapter. Because uh, Jesus explains this to us when um, he healed the man on the Sabbath day. And uh, they came to him and told him, what are you doing uh, taking up your bed and walking on the Sabbath day? And he said, well, the one that healed me, he told me to take up my bed and walk. <laughs> And they found out later that it was Jesus and they came and confronted Jesus. And Jesus said something that's uh, very important. Amen. Look at John, the fifth chapter in the 17th verse. When they confronted him, it says, but Jesus answered them, my father worketh hitherto and I work. Amen. Now let's let's get into that. My father worked, and this is the different positions that we're talking about. As the father, he works up to a certain point, and then I work. 
Amen. And uh, we've already talked about uh, uh, Jesus don't have no hands but our hands. He has no feet but our feet. Amen. God don't have no eyes but our eyes. All right. So as the Father, he sits on the throne. But then he says, the, hither, the Father worketh hitherto, and then I work. Amen. All right. So each and every one of us, we need to understand and know that the Bible says in Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie. All right. What are you talking about, Pastor? God is not a man. He became a man. All right. So what did Jesus say? He said, the father worketh hitherto and I work. Now, the father has worked up to this point. Now, in the plan of God, he has to have a body that can die for sin. So God is not a man. He became a man that he might die for the sins of man and redeem mankind back to himself. Amen. So the father worketh hitherto and I work. Amen. We need to remember that. We need to remember that in the plan of God. Amen. He had to have uh, a body. So what did he do? He overshadowed Mary. We all know the story. Amen. And he created himself a body. And, and instead of putting a spirit in that body, like he did you and I, he turned around and he himself got into that body and was Mary's baby and her God at the same time. He was Mary's baby and her God at the same time. You all remember Simeon? He said he didn't want to die until he saw the Messiah. He gave himself and fasted and prayed in the temple. And uh, that was his prayer. He wanted to be uh, see the Messiah. I think it had been some 400 years, 400 years, and God didn't say anything. Uh, Simeon, I said, I, I just before I leave here, I want to see him. And the and the word of the Spirit uh, came and spoke to Simeon and said, "You better get back to the temple uh, because that that you've been praying for is about to come to pass." And Simeon came back, and at that time was who? Joseph and Mary offering the baby up, bringing the baby to the temple. And Simeon, amen, took the baby, holding the baby, amen. And uh, I always love to say this because he's holding God. He's on earth. He's standing on God. He looks up in the heavens and looks at God and praises God all at the same time. Amen. So he's Simeon's God. Amen. And he's Mary's baby and her God at the same time. My God. So the father worketh hitherto and I work. Amen. So he had to have a body. Amen. That would go and die for the sins of men. Amen. All right, let's go to, um, let's go down, drop down to 8 through 14. What is in that book that um, the Lamb has now taken out of him that sat upon the throne? These are the judgments. 
the judgments of God, Revelation 5. We're going to read 8 through 14. And I want you all to know here's another worship session in heaven. And I'm, I'm here to let you know if you don't uh, love to praise God down here, you better tune up. You better get ready because they're saying worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God. When the Lamb came and was found somebody that was qualified, amen, to take the book and open up the seals, they began to praise. Look, and when he had taken the book and the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, what are those? Which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood of every kindred, every tongue, and people, and nation, and hath made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts, and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with what? A loud voice. You don't like the volume in church right now? You don't want to be there. It was a loud voice. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb that is slain to receive power, riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, as such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the beast for beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders, they fell down and worshiped him. How long do they live? Forever and ever. Amen. So we now have the glorified church, the glorified church, the lamb that was slain. Amen. Um, the one that was worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. I, I'm back in the, in the scriptures now that we just read. The one that was slain and has redeemed us unto God. Amen. By the redemption of his blood. Is that what it says in Ephesians? Amen. By thy blood out of every kindred, every tongue and people and nation. Some of everybody is going to be in heaven. Amen. He said every kindred, every tongue, people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. This is a universal church. The glorified church, every nation, kindred, tongue, amen, and certainly 
Uh, if you don't learn how to uh, love folk now, guess what? You, you ain't going to be in happy in heaven either. Because so every, uh, what does he say? Every nation, every kindred, and every tongue, amen, every. This is a universal church, amen. Someone out of every, the overcomers out of every dispensation from all over the world are going to make up this church, amen. And he also said there are rewards. He's going to give rewards to the saints. Now, uh, let's uh, read that. Revelation 11 and 18. Revelation 11 and 18. Because uh, before you move your finger where you are, he says, and when he had taken, this is the lamb, when he had taken the book of him that sat upon the throne, the four beasts, and the 20 elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them a harp and a golden bow, what was it, full of odor, which are the prayers of the saints. Now look, if we look in Revelation, let's just flip to 11 and 18. He says, and the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and this is the time of judgment, amen, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and thou shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. So we see here, uh, people, they ask the question, well, will the saints appear in judgment? Yes, we will appear in judgment, but that's the time that we're going to receive our reward. Because look what it says here. Let's go back to Revelation 5. Revelation 5. Those four beasts and the 20 uh, uh, four elders, they fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vows full of odor, which are the prayers of the saints. Every prayer that you've ever prayed is gonna be put in a golden vial and handed back to you. Amen, so if you want to have a big reward, you got to put them prayers in. Amen, you got, uh, the songwriter we, we uh, just sang, saints don't stop praying, for the Lord is nigh. Amen. Somebody wants to know, does God hear my prayer? Well, that's one of the rewards that we're going to receive. Every prayer you have ever prayed is going to be put in a golden vial, sealed, and handed back to you. And that's one of the rewards that we're going to receive. Amen. When we are at that judgment time. Yes, we will now. Uh, judgment begins at the house of God. We're in judgment right now. Amen. Uh, what we do right now is going to determine where we're going to spend eternity, whether it be in heaven or in hell. But we will appear in judgment, but that's the time we're going to receive our reward. All right. Um, let's do. Um, Daniel said something here that we need to take into consideration because John, when he saw it, 
He said he heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and, and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb. And he said they're going to sing to them a new song, a song we ain't never heard before, a song we can't even get right now. We wouldn't even be able to comprehend. It would be just too uh, magnificent for us right now. Amen. They sang unto him, not what we what we worship down here. They're going to sing. When we get there, we're going to sing to him a new song. And there's going to be, uh, what does he say here? 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb. Amen. So let's go to Daniel, the seventh chapter. And the 10th verse. We had the 24 elders and we had the four beasts, but that makes up a whole lot more than what we just see right there. All right. What does he say? A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Who was it? Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were open. Daniel said when he saw it, he said, Thousand thousands ministered unto him. And 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set and the books were open. Amen. So it was the lamb that was worthy to take the book. Amen. We have a universal church. Amen. Everyone from every nation, creed, uh, uh, language. Amen. Tongue. Amen. Are going to stand before him and make up that uh, glorified church. Um, when we think about our brothers and sisters in India that are still being persecuted uh, for what they believe, those that are behind, well, the, the Iron Curtain is not there anymore, but there are individuals in Russia uh, that are serving God, living holy. Uh, they'll be there. So we better learn how to love people now. Amen. So what did he say? The thousand of thousands. Uh, those are the ministering angels. Amen. Thousand of thousands. Amen. The ministering angels. And then we got 10,000 times 10,000 makes up the glorified church. And we have 100 million that are caught up to be the bride of Christ. 100 million. Amen. And that's everybody from Adam's day all the way until the day of the rapture of the glorified church that is going to be caught up. Amen. That's going to be worshiping God in heaven. Amen. 
And, and the Bible said, and so shall we ever be with the Lord in the air. There'll be no more husband and wife up there in relationships as we uh, know them down here. Uh, when we get to heaven, we'll all be brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Worshiping God. Amen. And so, and we're going to live forever and ever. When you see forever in the Bible, that don't that may mean up until a certain point. Uh, let me give you this example. Um, I have a, um, a a briefcase, a leather case that has buckles and has no zippers. And it's all buckles and all studded. Uh, and the manufacturer of that briefcase says uh, there's a 100-year warranty on it. Uh, matter of fact, their slogan is, they'll fight over it after you are gone. All right, well, that 100-year warranty is only good for as long as that company is in business. <laughs> so when that company go out of business, the warranty's over. All right, so when is God going to ever go out of business? When he says forever and ever, that is an eternity. And so shall we ever be with the Lord in the air. And the church, the beast said, amen. All right. Now, um, that's all we got time for on tonight. Uh, we're going to go to Revelation, the sixth chapter, right after this. Let me go back to Revelation, the sixth chapter. And that's when we're going to start opening up the seals. Amen. What's in that book? Those are the judgments of God that's going to be poured out upon this earth. Um, and I want to, I'm encouraged by the fact that we know that the church, we're going to be raptured. Remember, John is showing us uh, what he saw and what we will see after the church is snatched out. We will not go through the tribulation period. Amen. But we will be able to see and witness everything that goes on. And as each one of those seals are open, amen, we're going to see what the judgments of God. Amen. As uh, those seals are opened up, uh, one of the beasts that represents a portion of the church tells John, come and see. All right. So John is seen and went back and wrote to us what we're going to see when we're in heaven, worshiping God. So, and the thing that I want um, us to know, a uh, sense of God these seals that are being released, the judgment of God we've seen uh, released uh, in uh, the sixth chapter of Revelation, everything is in place right now. My God, uh, when we see war, when we see famine, uh, people can't find no peace, uh, and, and all uh, chaos breaking loose, uh, what we're seeing now and what we're experiencing now is just a foretaste. Um, individuals that are in a grocery store fighting over toilet paper, that's just a whoever would have thought. I remember when um, uh, I had the pleasure of going to Africa 
uh, their stores were not stocked like our stores. You go in our stores and, and you see food from the top to the bottom for as far as you can see, uh, fully stocked. But whoever would have thought, uh, now you can go into a store and you can't find water. You can't find toilet paper. You can't find Lysol. Uh, those, those certain things uh, that you're looking for, you can't find them. So what am I saying? Everything that we see that is going to be unleashed uh, in those seven seals, amen, is we're going through a foretaste of it right now. The mystery of iniquity does already work. All right, God's got his hand. And listen, this coronavirus can't get through unless God's hand allow it. Amen. And when he takes his church out, he'll remove his hand altogether and we'll see those seven judgments, those seven seals as they're being unleashed. We'll see what has all what's already in place totally unleashed. You think it's bad now? My God is nothing compared to what we'll see for those individuals that don't make the rapture. So it's very good that we understand and I'm hoping I'm not talking to anybody that's under my voice that misses the rapture uh, because total chaos my God is going to break out after the church is snatched out so may God bless you uh, may God keep you is our prayer and this is an exciting time um, I certainly don't get no pleasure in what's happening the suffering that's going on but I'm excited because I'm safe in the arms of God, amen. God said, I have you in the palm of my hand and no man can pluck you out, amen. So, and I wanna encourage each and every one of you that I'm the sound of my voice, if you're not baptized in Jesus' name, you haven't been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, the church door is still open. Church door is still open. We may not physically be there, amen, but we will be there. Uh, by appointment only, by appointment only. If you want to be saved, uh, call 734-477-6888. 734-477-6888. Amen. Give us your name and number, and we'll certainly contact you and baptize you tonight. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost on tonight. If you want to be saved before it's everlasting too late, Jesus said, except the man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Those are not my words. Don't get mad with me. Amen. Except the man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. So he told them, amen, they must be baptized in his name and filled with his spirit. Amen. And truth is truth. His word is forever settled in heaven. God doesn't change. Men change, time change, things change, events, they happen, but God remains the same. It's the same word, amen. That is the plan of salvation. Baptism in his name, amen, is for it's unto you, unto your children, unto them that are far off, and as many as the Lord our God shall call, amen, repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. 
We want to encourage all the members and supporters of New Grace. Amen. Stay connected to the ministry. Amen. We want to encourage. This is offering time. Offering time. You all know what to do. Amen. And certainly I will give you the options. Um, uh, New Grace, we have been doing this for years now. Uh, Givelify, we have various uh, ways that you can contribute to the ministry. Amen. And certainly if you are a member of New Grace, I need to hear from you. Uh, this only works if everyone cooperates. Amen. Uh, we have our website. You can go to our website and give. Uh, has donation down on the right hand side. It will take you to our bookstore. Amen. And you can give your tithing and offering there. Uh, you can go to Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. You can find that free app. It's on the Apple and Android market. Amen. And choose New Grace. Do a search for New Grace Apostolic Temple in Ann Arbor. You'll see a picture of the church and the pastor. Uh, verifying that you have the right ministry. Choose that as your designated place of worship. Every time you bring the app up, New Grace will be on top. You can give via Givelify. You can give at any time. We have Cash App. You can give for free. Um, there is no fee to you. There's no fee to the church. Uh, that is dollar sign New Grace Temple. Dollar sign New Grace Temple. And finally, we have PayPal. That's PayPal at NewGrace.org. PayPal at NewGrace.org. Amen. New Grace members, uh, let's do what we have been taught. Amen. And I have a feeling if everybody do um, what they're supposed to do and have been taught to do, everything is going to be all right. I got that feeling. Now, if you have had a loss of income, we're trying to get money to you. Individuals uh, have been um, donating the gift cards. We're asking those that if you have not been affected uh, by a loss of income, uh, as you go to the stores, to the markets, our major uh, providers that you will buy gift cards. It could be in uh, denomination $25, $50, amen, that we can give and distribute to those individuals that have lost income. Uh, maybe they're having a hard time finding diapers, uh, finding infant meal for the babies, uh, just putting food on the table. We're trying to get money to you. Uh, we have individuals that will get these cards to you as well. So uh, please let us know. Gwen Dumas. Gwen, G-W-E-N dot Dumas at newgrace.org. If you have been adversely affected, amen, uh, nobody needs to go hungry. Uh, nobody needs to go without. Uh, so we have uh, gift cards that we can get you something to eat. Uh, we may not be able to make you completely whole, but we certainly uh, can ease uh, your journey along the way. So if you have a loss of income, we're trying to get help your way. But let us know. Let us know. Uh, Gwen, G-W-E-N dot Dumas at newgrace.org. All right, New Grace. God bless you. I love you. Heaven smile upon you. 
Hold your head up. Be encouraged. Amen. Don't let the spirit of depression um, uh, bring you down, weigh you down. God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has promised us perfect peace. Isaiah 20, uh, 26 and 3. I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me because he what? Trusts in me. Put your trust in God. This thing is going to get worse before it gets better. But God is still on the throne. And somebody ought to shout about that because God always does what's right concerning his people. I love you and I'll see you all next time. God bless.